Hi, and welcome back to Teach, Preach, and Reach Around. Today, we're going to do something a little different and a little new, a mini-cast. So stick around, you might just learn something. Back to, I guess, the beginning of the new year for Teach, Preach, and Reach Around. And uh, I'm sure that you have probably missed us since we have taken the time off for the various holidays. We had a lot of family traveling between both North Carolina and Nevada as well as within North Carolina. So with everything uh, going on, we decided to kind of take it easy. We had attempted to try various times to get a couple of episodes recorded, but uh, that just did not work. But one of the things that we did decide over the holiday break was that we kind of wanted to do these mini casts, so to speak, just an opportunity for one of us or maybe two of us to get together and kind of discuss current events, things that we've read, things that we've seen, kind of get a reaction to it and just put that out there so that we don't lose the momentum and also because it is extremely difficult to coordinate three different people, uh, especially living on basically the East Coast and the West Coast. So uh, while this might have been Stephen's idea, but uh, one of the things that I've seen, this just happened last night and then this morning, was the reaction to the Meryl Streep criticism of a Donald Trump presidency. And it is, as you can imagine, kind of a double-edged sword, so to speak. The one hand, Meryl Streep has every right to criticize her soon-to-be leader. She has every right to point out the flaws that he has, uh, as well as to do it in a public forum, which is what she did because she is an American citizen. Now, whether you agreed with what she said or not, and whether you agree with what Donald Trump did or not, it's kind of immaterial because it really doesn't matter what we think. She has the right to do it, and she is a big enough person to suffer the consequences for that. What I want to respond to is the reaction to that from the president-elect Trump and kind of my thoughts and, and ideas about what a president should and should not do. One of the things that he did, if you have not become aware, is to respond on his favorite social media site, Twitter. It is a unsupported opinion. And while he does have the right to respond as a private citizen, as a public figure... I think that he is completely in the wrong here. The, he's going to suffer criticism from various avenues in the next coming years. He is not going to be able to address each and every criticism as he has wanted to do in the past and has done in the past couple of months. I think that his use of Twitter as a politician uh, served him well. It I am very sure that his social media presence 
contributed to his winning of the presidency might not be as much of a factor as some other circumstances, but at the very least, it is something that every day he was on social media responding to something that happened, responding to something that could be happening, getting his basis behind him. And whether you like it or you don't like it, he did it very effectively because it was every day that he was getting basically free publicity about what he said or did not say in the media. And whether you liked him, supported him, or did not, the fact that you were debating him was enough to get the conversation started. I don't particularly care for his tactics, but at the very least, it worked for him. One of the things that has come out from Meryl Streep's discussion, or actually monologue, was the response from the, I uh, believe, Kelly, Kellyanne Conway, one of Trump's, basically, mouthpieces, uh, that went on Fox and Friends this morning to say that, you know, Meryl Streep probably should have done something a little better and said something to the effect of, you know, I don't like the outcome, but he is our president and we need to support him. And she has a very valid point. The fact of the matter is that whether you like him or hate him, he is the incoming president of the United States. And because of that, we should all be hoping that he does well as a president for the basic fact that we are Americans and we are going to suffer the consequences or we are going to revel in the consequences. So if he does something very, very good for America, we are going to be dealing with those consequences and we are going to be enjoying them. But if he is is making major mistakes and is putting America at risk and doing things that are detrimental to America, we are also going to have to suffer those consequences. I, for one, did not vote for him for various reasons, but that doesn't mean that I am not going to support him in the thing and hoping that he does things well. For the again, simple fact that the consequences that he will create, I'm going to have to deal with. So I hope he does well. I don't like him. I don't particularly care for his tactics. But you know what? This idea of he's not my president, sorry, he is. If you were an American, he is your president. Like it or dislike it, he is your president, and you should hope that he does well. I remember a couple of weeks ago, Dave Chappelle said very much the same thing on his SNL introduction. You know, I hope Donald Trump does extremely well. On a personal opinion, I don't think he is, but I hope he does. Now, that's kind of just some ideas that I had run, running around in my head about what happened today. But also, I kind of wanted to delve into the idea of what is presidential behavior. Things that we expect the president to do, and things that we expect the president to not do. And I think one of the things that has so many people up in arms about Donald Trump is that he is not acting the way that a president should act. 
in our minds. And, I mean, he's talking about not living in the White House. Uh, He's talking about not having his family move in with him, at least for a while. He's uh, doing things that are counter to what we have become accustomed to over the past 44 presidents. And I think, to a certain extent, we should have realized that beforehand. He is his own person. He is going to do his own thing. He is going to buck tradition. But there are also certain things that we do expect our president to do, and he cannot buck this tradition. And one of those things is how he acts and how he responds to criticism. As I said earlier, he is going to be criticized over the next four years by both parties, I'm thinking. He's going to be criticized by his own party. He's going to be criticized by the Democratic Party. And he is certainly going to be criticized by the independents. Uh, Whether they have a representation in Congress or not, the independents of America are going to be criticizing him for his doings and his not doings. I think President-elect Trump is going to have to spend less time responding to the criticisms because if he were to respond to every single criticism that comes up in a very large country, he is not going to be able to attend to the tasks at hand. He is not going to be able to deal with a surging North Korea with a possible uh, intergalactic, or yeah, intergalactic, with a possible intercontinental ballistic nuclear warhead. He is not going to be able to handle ISIS. He is not going to be able to present a unified front to a Russia. He is not going to be able to deal with the problems that arise on a day-to-day basis if he is more concerned with his public image and whether he has support from the populace. He cannot spend all of this time responding on Twitter responding on social media, going on to Fox and Friends, going on to various news outlets, criticizing his detractors just because they don't agree with him. As as an American, we are built upon the people that said, no, that isn't how we're going to do it. And one of the things that I think we have forgotten is that the minority is still protected and the minority is going to say things that the majority is not going to like and we're going to have to come to an understanding between the majority and the minority to move things ahead and criticizing them because they don't agree with you is the worst things that can happen if we want to see progress of any sort in America. Now, I'm sure everyone is fairly familiar with the tagline of Trump, which is, Make America Great Again. Now, in response to that, I don't think we have ever not been great. There are certainly things that we could be doing better, but we are still a leading power in the world. We are still a social, economic, and cultural leader in the world. I don't know of too many countries that would not look to America as a leader in globalization 
global culture, global social aspects. These things are still making America great. President Trump does have a point about the things that used to make America great have changed. And while we may or may not differ upon his tactics, his idea of making America great again is to hearken back to the time where America was number one in just about every single category that you could throw up. That is not going to be an attainable goal in today's day and age. It is not going to be obtainable to make America number one manufacturing again for the pure and simple reason that we have become a much more service-oriented country and not a country that is based on manufacturing. Now, we still have many manufacturing jobs, and we should still be supporting the manufacturing industry, but we are not going to be able to support a manufacturing the same way that we used to be able to. It's just not feasible. The idea of returning to that is unfortunately, I think, ludicrous. But one of his tactics that he has come under fire is that he has been classified as a bully. And just, again, my thoughts about what he has done. He is not a bully. Now, I want to clarify this. He is not a bully in the purest sense of the word. First of all, to be a bully, you need to be basically using verbal tact or verbal physical emotional to do something to an un uh, underprivileged person in this case a group of person on a repeated basis where the other person cannot defend themselves or does not participate in this and this is where i don't think that he qualifies as a bully because the people that he is attacking have recourses to defend themselves and have done so. Now, I will be certainly agreeing with people that says that he uses bully tactics. That is very true. That does not classify him strictly as a bully. He uses bully tactics, but because the other people have the right as well as the capability of responding to him and have done so means that this is a two-way street and as such a bully is not the correct term you can call him various other words but a bully probably is not the best description for what he is doing just my two cents now uh, just kind of coming up with what we are doing in the next couple of weeks we are certainly going to be creating a full-length podcast about uh, the freedom of religion we are still trying to get done with the freedom of or excuse me the first amendment kind of going through that trying to rehash what it is what it is not and what it guarantees but unfortunately with three different schedules and the holidays getting three people on to a time where all three of us can kind of come together is not an option for too many days so we are going to be doing that hopefully we are going to be recording in the next couple of days for that website or for that podcast and also be on the lookout more for these mini podcasts 
for when either Stephen or Bradley or myself can kind of get together about 15, 20, maybe 30 minutes worth of ideas, things that we kind of spitball, things that we're thinking about, and just kind of here's what we're thinking and what we would like to see happen or what we would not like to see happen and things like that. So also in the future, we are in the process of still getting a website up and running for a place for you to go and kind of see what type of research we're looking at as well as why we think the way we do. But the last thing I want to kind of talk about is what's going on tonight with the championship game. And this is a much more personal note for the three of us, since all three of us went to and graduated from Clemson, myself in 2004 and Stephen and Bradley in 2009. Now, the three of us have been longtime supporters of Clemson football especially. We remember going to the games with our grandfather and the various family members and spending great amount of time watching the Clemson struggle during the late 80s, early 90s, and into the Tommy Bowden era uh, starting in 99. With that in mind, I would like to wish my Clemson Tigers best of luck. I know that they can and they should be able to compete with the likes of Alabama. Uh, Chances are they are going to, this game is going to be extremely close and it's going to be a matter of who wants it more. Personally, I think that Clemson has the edge because we have a lot more returning veterans who have already played in this game. Plus, we don't have a freshman quarterback, but that isn't to detract from what Nick Saban and Jalen Hurts has done this past year. They have done a magnificent job, and to do this with a freshman, true freshman quarterback speaks volumes about what Nick Saban has done at Alabama, as well as what uh, Jalen Hurts can do physically and athletically, uh, making the decisions and stuff like that. I think that if Alabama does win tonight, I'm going to predict that they will probably triple or three-peat, if not four-peat, just because Jalen Hurts is that much of a phenom. So, Again, I'm looking forward to the game. Hopefully, y'all will tune in later on to listen to our next major podcast. And hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, we'll get some of these mini-casts from Stephen Bradley and myself. With that in mind, I'd like to wish everyone adieu. And hopefully, we will see you next time.